Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. All right, let's go. Let's go, baby. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. If you listen on Sunday mornings, Grant's with me every Sunday. Good evening to you, Grant. Did you realize... That up until daylight savings time happens, we lose two minutes of daylight a day. It's two minutes a day? Have you noticed that? I haven't. That's what they said the other day. I mean, it's definitely darker out. Yeah. It's darker like 8 o'clock the other day. I haven't paid attention. I don't care. It's football season, bro. We got college football. Five games on week zero starting Saturday. A plethora of games the following Thursday night, including Kansas and South Dakota. K-State gets going next Saturday against Stanford. At AT AT&T, college football's here. We're going to wrap up this NFL season Friday. Put a bow on it. Let's go. We got football from now. I mean, this this is the real stuff. The real stuff. I know that when preseason started, you had football every week until February, because it's true. But if you want the real football, it starts this Saturday, continues on through the end of the uh, SB, and hopefully the Chiefs are there. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, Grant. Royals lose today 6-5. to five. If You listen to uh, Vern's postgame show. Always good. Someone said that uh, Vern called it a moral victory. I don't think I ever heard Vern say that. So I don't think that's exactly what he said. Hell, I'll say it, though. That's a moral victory. Showing Witt's Grand Slam on SportsCenter right now. How about that bad boy from Whit Merrifield? Hadn't hit home run since, what, June 29th? Parks that one over the fence. No, listen, I don't believe in moral victories. I really don't, especially when it comes to football. I will say this about baseball. The Royals finished 4-3 and three against the Astros. They went in the yesterday tied with the Yankees for the best record in all of baseball against first-place teams. They get up for certain teams, I guess. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Seems like they played to the, the level of their competition. They're 18 and 15 at this point against first place teams, 545 winning percentage. As I said, they were tied with the Yankees. The Yankees got a couple against the Braves there, first place teams. So obviously they're ahead of the Royals in that category at this point. But the best run differential in baseball is the Houston Astros. And the Royals are four and three this season against the Houston Astros. But whoa, why am I giddy about this team? We'll get in the Chiefs and Andy Reid address playing time in just a second, but I do want to hit this for the Royals just for a second. So Mike Miner pitches today, his eighth quality start. You know, that's Miner. Miner's job is to, to eat innings. I'm not excited about 33-year-olds. I'm excited about 25, 26 in under for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Royals have, have uh, received 60 to third innings from starting pitchers over their last 10 games, which has been a lot of the young guys. They've collectively posted a 2.83 ERA, only 19 earned runs given up in that, in that time. Five and one individual records over that span. The Royals have gone seven and three. 
Despite today's loss, the Royals have won seven of their last 11 road games after losing 16 of the previous 18. That's called turning it around, Grant. That's called backing that car up and turning it around. This is all we care about, man. It's all I care about. I shouldn't say we because I don't know what you care about, but this is all I care about. 2022, the young pitching staff. Again, Mike Miner's 33. Again, he's got gray in the beard. Take him out of the equation. But the Royals were 4-3 and three against the Strohs. I went out to the game last week to see uh, Daniel Lynch pitch. And that one, I was... You want to get some boobirds in there too, though, right? Boobirds? For the Astros? Oh, they had like seven people there, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. They, they have terrible attendance. That's the fourth biggest market in the country. They could give a rat's you-know-what about that team. They don't like them. I mean, Astros, you have big problems, man. Because when I was out there that last Tuesday, they forgot to cover first base twice. They have the best run differential in baseball, but yet let the Royals kick their ass around. I get it. They go to 10 innings today. Big deal. Right there in first place, the Royals aren't. The Astros are supposed to be a good team. They get Bregman back. But again, it's moral victories. Whatever you want to say. Again, I don't care about the final score. I care about the progress of the baseball team from what's leading up to it, as I mentioned. Over the last 16 of third innings uh, for the Royals, a 2-8-3 ERA. That's stuff I can get behind. That's stuff I like to see. Plus, we know that Bobby Witt Jr. is just a quick phone call and a quick drive from Omaha away for the Kansas City Royals. I was talking to CDOT earlier. Him and Rob posted a hypothetical to me. And I'll ask this for my uh, text of the night on the J. Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. What would be a bigger story to you? We're talking the the Friday before game one of the Kansas City Chiefs. Friday before game one. And Bobby Wood Jr. gets called up the same day. Like, where's your emotions? What are you thinking? Because, you know, the Royals season this season is kind of a lost season. It's about next year. But Bobby Witt comes up. We got Patrick Mahomes plays the Browns in two days. Like, where's your brain thinking? What are you thinking? Are you thinking Chiefs? you thinking Royals? I mean, seriously, I mean, I, it, it's, you know, who cares what we talk about? Or we'll just talk about what you guys want to hear. But I'm curious as a sports fan, like, where are you at, man? You get these visions of Bobby Wood Jr.? Or are you thinking about Mahomes and the Cleveland Browns? Where are you at? I mean, I'm probably thinking Royals, right? It's not a game day for the Chiefs. I know it's close. But I'm not going to think about the Chiefs for 72 full hours. I can I, I can I, sprinkle I, I, in a little Bobby Witt. I'm already thinking about it, but yeah, I'm thinking course, about it too. But I'm if Bobby Witt gets called Jr. up, yeah, I think yeah, that would a take deal. a priority a little bit. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Put Red Friday, Red Friday before the first game, home game, Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but if he gets called up to the playoffs last year, Bobby Witt. Jr. Now again, I don't know when Bobby Witt Jr. is getting called up if he even is this year. Because remember. They have 26 men rosters like they did a season ago, but they can only go up to 28. That's it. This is not the days of yesteryear, Grant, where you could put anybody on your 40 man as September call-ups. Typically, teams would call about 10 guys, but you can only go up to 28. Again, they'll make room for Bobby, but I'm just saying, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I kind of wish they'd already done it now that we're, you know, in preseason football and everything like that. Kind of wish they'd already done it, but, you but know. if Bobby got called up, wouldn't he theoretically play that game on Saturday? You get a Saturday of Bobby Witt? Probably. I'm just wondering where people's brains would be, man. And you'd be straight Chiefs. You'd be all Chiefs all the time? That's not, that's not true. Well, that's what you said. No, it would dominate my brain. But, of course, the curiosity of Bobby Witt Jr. would... I think you could spend three us or all four the way hours through. for Bobby Witt. No, I'd be thinking Saturday of Bobby Witt, too. I'm just saying, I don't know what my brain would do. It'd be like an overload. It would be mass confusion. <laughs> well, then, I'd be for, running in the walls. I for your brain's what, sake, let's hope it doesn't happen, because this seems to be a big conundrum for you. I would, I, exactly. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, what do you think? Because you're going to be locked into the Chiefs-Browns week one. It's a big deal. You know, I do the post-game talking about that. Am I going to do Bobby Witt Jr. box scores in the post-game? Uh, you should think about it. <laughs> it is an interest of everybody. A little I get tease it. at the end of the end of a segment or something before commercial break. Oh, by the way, oh, I've Witt, seen you all drive down the two Arkansas. Two for four. I know you drove up to Omaha. I know you're excited about Prado and Melendez. The Royals sitting with um, prospects number 71, 72, and 73 at this point. Uh, for the Royals this year. Bobby Witt Jr. comes on the MLB pipeline. Top 100, number three, Daniel Lynch, 59. Prado, 71. Lacey, 72. Melinda, 73. Coor, 
92. So you get that. I'm excited about MJ Melendez. I just wondered where they're going to put him. Regardless, that's the Kansas City Royals. Uh, yes, text line 816. My brain would explode. I think so, too. I mean, I watch every single Royals game. It's part of my life. It's what I do. I love the Royals. You know, was, was there the whole journey through the uh, playoffs in 14 and 15? There's only a handful of us in this town that covered the Royals at every single champagne celebration they had on the road or at home. Handful, short handful, small handful. Vern's one of those guys, too. Yes, I love the Kansas City Royals. Yes, I'm excited about Bobby Wood Jr., but damn it, am I excited about the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been in two straight Super Bowls. We got big hopes, Super Bowl favorite this year. What are we going to do? Well, this Friday night, they're at Arrowhead Stadium, which is great for the Kansas City fans to be out there and watch the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe you have tickets for the game. You're excited to go out there. Um, certainly, you know, even you've been Jones in the go. Maybe you didn't, what was it, 20, 20%, 25% capacity last year. You didn't get a chance, but this is your chance. Maybe you made it to St. Joe. Maybe you didn't, but this is your chance to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs. This was Andy Reid today. When he talked about playing time, how he's going to divvy it up Friday night. Uh, we'll play the ones um, for the first half, and then uh, we'll see about after that and go from there. So, and then the other guys will jump in and fill in. So right. you go. It's Andy Reid. No, it's time's yours. This is that was on Zoom. If you if it sound a little rough, it's Zoom call. So he's still. It's live sometimes, and sometimes it's on Zoom. So just just bear with it. I mean, I've gotten used to the zoo. It's the pandemic audio. Like I've heard, you can t- definitely tell. But the bottom line is, if you thought, okay, they're going to treat this game like the fourth preseason game, which we all know is basically uh, not as fun as the other preseason games. First one, you're excited about it because it is the first preseason game. By the last one, you're crossing your fingers if any of your fantasy players are playing, which most of them don't. You're crossing your fingers they don't get hurt. But Andy Reid, if you have tickets, you're excited now. You're probably going to see Mahomes. Now, how much? I don't know. He clarified his statements just a few minutes after that. I did. Listen, I'll, I'm going to just see see how it goes. But I, um, that's what I've got scheduled for him. We'll just we'll play play here from there. So um, and I, it's gone good. I, again, just on the offensive side, just getting the one offensive line, a couple reps. That's what I'm looking at. And, um. And then on the defensive side, uh, just making sure we're we got all the kicks knocked out there, um, which uh, I'm feeling pretty good about right now. So. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, you always have to take it with a grain of salt. They say starters the first quarter. Like in this, we heard a couple of starters first quarter, second string second quarter, third quarter third string. That that sounds cute. That sounds easy to do, but it's not that way when it gets down because coaches just want to see what they put in their installs. That's what they're interested in. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes got a lot of work there with the offense. Hell, they had 489 yards of offense. I get that. Didn't all come from Patrick. They had a nice 15-play drive. But the bottom line is, are we going to see him or not? Again, the last three Super Bowl champion head coaches played their uh, have played their starters through the preseason. You know, it's not by – and some teams have completely rested guys. So, <laughs> when they play in September on game one, it's going to be a lot like – a lot like – Last season where there was no preseason. And some guys are acclimated for it, some aren't. Last year was kind of one of those qualifiers for starters. And then you really pondered when you saw week one of the NFL. You said, how much do we really need preseason? How much do we really need preseason when you saw the starters last year on week one? Yeah, so a, but it is for, I think it helps. So I think it'll be a crisper, cleaner week one in the NFL. You know, starters having having training camp away for this year for the Chiefs, so much different. And, you know, the learning curve for like a Willie Gay last year that was a rookie, Clyde, a rookie last year. You don't have that this year. Because their first taste of walking out that tunnel to people happened in the regular season. Like, they didn't get that taste walking out the tunnel. And some guys didn't get it at all. Like, you know, places like Vegas for the Raiders, they had nothing but cardboard. That was your indoctrination to the NFL walking out in front of cardboard. And now you had fans and everything in the preseason. It's a little bit different. Guys can make the roster, you know, the bottom end of the roster on these preseason games. But if you're going out there, it looks like uh, they could play. I will tell you this, it's going to be swamp ass hot. There is no doubt about it. I don't think people give a damn either. It's going to be hot. Tailgating is going to be hot. Real hot. But I'm not sure people care. 
Because you know what? It's been hot all the time. And you know what? You keep rolling, you keep doing it, but it will be hot out there. But I don't think you care. But you get a little taste of the starters. Plus, you might want to see a little Jody Fortson, what he could do. We'll talk some more Jody Fortson. You know, trying to make this roster. I really like some of the stuff he has to say. Maurice Jones-Drew, former three-time All-Pro running back over 8,000 yards and over 70 touchdowns in the National Football League, joins us at 6.30 from NFL Network. MJD is kind of an interesting story. He was a UCLA running back from 03 to 05. Guess who his running backs coach is? Was from 03 to 05. Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy was a running backs coach only 03 through 05 at UCLA. So the whole time Eric was there, so was Maurice Jones Drew. So we'll talk a little EB offensive philosophy because I really want to know what he thought thinks as a former running back about offensive linemen. You know, how can you tell the ones that get it and the ones that don't? How much they like run blocking? The attitude of offensive linemen, flipping that switch, getting nasty. We'll talk to MJD about that. And, of course, college football starts this Saturday. Nick Bromberg's my college guy, Yahoo Sports College Football, and, of course, he covers NASCAR as well. We'll talk to him about the so-called alliance with the Pac-12, Big Ten, and the the, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC uh, put together this week. It was a handshake, wink, wink. Uh, Nobody trusts anybody, so I'm not putting much stock into it. We'll talk to Nick on what it means for the Big 12. Because honestly, Big 12 better try to lure a BYU or just kind of, it's kind of free. It's not, it's not over. It's not over. Like the fat lady's not singing on the Big 12 yet, but she's warming the vocal cords, all right? She's warming the vocal cords. So it's not done for the Big 12, but they didn't get invited to the Alliance. So we'll talk to Nick about that. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Real quick. We'll get our guy, Steve. What's up, Steve? Hey, Big, what's going on, man? What's going on? Hey, well, uh, Heather Dennett said the Pac-12's coming for TCU, Baylor, and, and Texas Tech, so I think it is over. You know TCU what, is- though? I heard different rumors. I heard they wanted Kansas State as, as one of the teams in Oklahoma State, and I heard the Big Ten yeah. was wanting KU, and um, – Who's they interested in? It was the Texas schools were the ones that were kind of left out of things, which wow. I, is too bad because Texas Tech American, gave us Patrick Mahomes, didn't it? I don't even think the American Conference wants Kansas State. But oh, I, if, come if, on, if, Steve. If, I know you're a KU guy. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, man. If, if the Pac-12 will take them, that's, uh, that's, that's I hope great. they take them. You know what? Kansas only has basketball rolling for them right now, and that's not what drives the bus. What drives the bus well, is college football, and you know that, Steve. If we'll get a life raft to the Big Ten, I'll take it. That's better than the Pac. That's better than the Pac. Pac- I don't think they want day, you. I don't think they want I, to expand. They get this alliance where they're not looking to expand. Then you hear the rumors the Pac-12 want to expand. Then, like, I'm just curious what a wink, wink, handshake agreement means, Steve. Especially when you have a Bob Bowles beat the Big 12, <laughs> the Big 12 media day saying, "Oh, I'm not worried about expansion." All the meanwhile, Oakland, Te- Oklahoma, and Texas getting ready to drop an A-bomb on him the next day. How he didn't know about that, I have no idea. Well, the only thing that matters is, t- is TV markets and football, and, K- and K-State doesn't, doesn't have that. And oh, they have the football. football. It's not TV markets anymore, Steve. It's, it's, it's well, subscriptions. It's cable. It's branding. My, it my used to be. Point, my main point today is that with the hiring of Teddy Bridgewater, of the Broncos is that uh, I want you. I want all these Chiefs homers listening out here who are drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, I, I want all of them to know that the rest of the NFL is catching up with your beloved Kansas City Chiefs because the of Bridgewater. City Chiefs are regressing. The Steve. Kansas City Chiefs are, are getting Steven. worse. They may win fourteen games at twenty-one to twenty to nineteen, <laughs> but they lost Sammy Watkins, Mister Sunshine. And and you need you need another you still need another receiver to go to the Super Bowl. All right, Stephen. Uh, to win a Super Bowl, you you may get there, but the rest of the NFL is, is catching up with you guys, and you're not getting. It's kind of like Team USA wasn't going to win the gold on free agency or getting Honey Badger to play offense because because you guys are. All right, Stephen. I got to let you go, man. All you do is bring negativity every single week. Every time Grant's here, Stephen calls. It's kind of a coincidence, I think not. But Stephen calls with it. <laughs> Stephen is that supposed a, to mean? Stephen is a ray of sunshine, isn't he? Now he's a Broncos fan too. Like I already know he likes Kansas. That's fine. It's one of the local schools. But now it seems he's a Broncos fan. 
He also Teddy two dog- gloves. He also dogged on Team USA basketball, and then they won a gold medal. But I haven't heard a retraction. Teddy two from- gloves is going to catch Patrick Mahomes this year. But it's more about not the cable. It's not about the TV markets anymore. It used to be about that. I get that. K State to me is still an attractive band because of social media and everything else. K State fans follow that program. I like it's a better program. It's a better football program than what KU is at this point. I know they want to build it up to Lance Leipold, which I actually really, really like Lance Leipold. I think uh, Kansas finally got it right at the head coach uh, position. But regardless, I'll talk a little bit. It's something I wanted to talk about. I'm glad we took Steve's call. He says the Broncos are catching the Chiefs. Listen, Bridgewater, good preseason. I actually thought Drew Locke, Kansas City's own, was actually the better of the two in the first preseason game. Things were different the second preseason game. But again... Colin Coward said something. I'll try to relate this to the AFC West. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Big and I.J. Binkley, Grant Nicholson. I mean, I love misinformed texters. I really do. Like, educate yourself, man. Educate yourself where you pull your phone out and you type something to me from your mom's basement. Just do it. I mean, you sound like an idiot. You sound like a complete and total idiot. 913, when you are the case of Kansas basketball, that's what drives the bus. You can go look at the numbers, Bink. I understand you're a Mizzou homer, but you can go look. No, you can go look. You can go look because every expert in the field will tell you football makes more money than basketball. Cry all you want, Kansas. This is why teams aren't grabbing you because your football team sucks. Now, this is why they hired Jeff Long. He was on the play- college football playoff committee. That's why they brought in Les Miles. That's why they brought in Charlie Weiss. They want to splash. They want to raise that $300 million for that stadium. But if they suck at football and they're the, one of the worst FBS teams, no one likes to donate money, and I don't blame them. Even Stephen Olathe the probably didn't even want to give him money at this point. So you just got to be careful what you're doing. Football drives the bus, man. Stuart Mandel, one of the biggest, biggest college football writers in the planet, was on with uh, Cody and Gold uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it really makes no sense to me. I, I think the source of it, if I had to guess, the reason people are making that connection is about is academics and the AAU, which is this prestigious association of universities. Every school the Big Ten has ever invited had AAU membership. Nebraska has since lost it, but they had it when they invited them 
while the two Big 12 schools that have it are Kansas and Iowa State. And then if you're a Kansas basketball fan, clearly, I totally get it. You feel like we've got one of the most prestigious basketball programs in the country. Surely somebody's going to want that. Unfortunately, if you ask the commissioner, if you ask the TV person, 80% of a TV contract is football. Basketball, oh, regular really? basketball just doesn't have a lot of value. And so Kansas football, as we know, Interesting. I don't need to be mean about it. Don't be but mean. they are the worst Power 5 football program they have been for a mm. decade. So if you're the Big Ten and you're mm. saying, how do we counter the SEC? The SEC just went on got Texas mm. and Oklahoma. What are we going to do to counter them? It makes zero sense to me that your counter move would be to add Kansas football. Never say never in realignment. We've seen some crazy things, but that one doesn't add up. As the TV people, 80% of the money comes in on football. Gene Taylor, athletic director, Kansas State. Well, I, I don't, again, that's, things have changed, right? I think when you look at the Big Ten expansion into the East Coast, they wanted, to, they wanted those eyes. The linear television network was driving the dollars. The linear television of sets are beginning to decline at a pretty high percentage rate each and every year. In terms of ESPN and their, you know, their subscribers, they're going to online digital. Uh, so it doesn't is not as critically as important in terms of what community you live in, as opposed to you know where your eyes are coming from. We've got alumni all across the country, and people can watch K State games on a lot of different ways. And so that's why you hear now that Hulu, Hulu, and some of these other you know digital formats are trying to get into the game of sports. Uh, live content is very important. So uh, you can, you know, I don't know that the numbers of bodies in a community matter as much as they did 10 years ago, but you're right. That's why they expanded the Big Ten. They needed the East. They'd never been in the East Coast. They needed the New York market, even though it was Rutgers. And they, you know, they needed the Maryland and, you know, but I, I don't think that's quite as important today because, the linear networks are going away and are losing significant subscribers. It's not as important anymore. I mean, football drives the bus. Anybody, Dennis thought all the writers will tell you, football drives the bus in revenue. That's it's why the Big Ten hasn't reached out and said, Kansas, we want you because of your basketball team. I mean, they're not over there yet, are they? Hmm. SEC didn't come calling for you. You got a thing, man. Just got to start thinking. Before you, before you tweet and you think you're right, you're not. Big T and Shawnee, what's up? Hey, Ben, thanks for taking my call. I, I suggest everybody listening out there, if you heard Steve's call, you need to jump on the train and call in and let's lambast Steve, and here's why. Hey, Steve, I hate to break it to you. When's the last time the Broncos won anything? When? Uh, uh, I can imagine when you go to bed at night with your throwback Elway jersey on cuddling up, cuddling up to your my pillow that you dream about the glory days. Hey, Steve, another thing. Here's your quarterback. You talk about somebody who's, who has digressed and is not going to progress so move forward ever again is Teddy Bridgewater. And here's why, Steve. Uh, 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 here's a team, Carolina, who are in seven one-score games, and they say, hey, you know what? Let's give up, let's give up Teddy, and we'll trade him to Denver for Sam Turdonald. Darnold. Ha! That's all you need to know, Steve. And oh, by the way, there's going to be a trophy, and your trophy is going to be the battle of last and third place before the Stinch Raiders and the Turd Donkeys. It'll be called the Turd Bowl. And Steve, I think your favorite band is, is Super Tramp because you're a dreamer. And oh, by the way, Steve, I think I know what your number one band is. It's Joe Walsh. You live in a life of illusion. And as always, let's go Chiefs and Royals. Choo 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 choo. Thanks, Big T and Shawnee. Dunking on other callers is 100% acceptable. It's 100% acceptable. I mean, you know, if you have something, if somebody stirs, Steve stirs things up. I like Steve, but he stirs things up. But he's, he's I like Steve, too. Steve and Big T, a couple of my favorite callers right there. Yeah, they're great. Great content. I like when they when they take shots at each other. It's like a heavyweight bout. I mean, I would love to get to a point where I have square-offs, man. Collars just going at each other. Yeah, I mean you got something pretty keep, close right there. If they right keep it clean, or yeah, I like that stuff. You know, I like that stuff. Now, Steve, you can't call back in the night. You can tomorrow night or Friday night if you have a rebuttal to uh, Big T's uh, attack on you now. And then Big T can call the next show and come right back at you. It's all part of the fun. But he mentioned something there about the Broncos. It was why I got stirred up before that uh, college football thing got me on my uh, got me off track there for a second about driving the bus. But Colin Coward had done something where he, uh, he he was on Twitter, he says, and he had a little, he's like four or five minutes monologue there. He called the Dallas Cowboys trust fund kids. 
They've never stayed in anything that's not a Ritz-Carlton. He was obviously, you know, talking about that great facility they have at the Star. You got Jerry Jones hopping on the up and on the chopper like he's J.R. Ewing, you know, going to the going to the deal, taking the chopper over to the stadium. I mean, that place is beautiful. That was a great drone shot if you watched uh, Hard Knocks. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable skill in driving that thing, too. That was awesome. But the bottom line is, it's like got me thinking, if they're trust funds kids, I look at this division, lost children looking for a home. Because the Broncos, they get Teddy Bridgewater. I know Steve is excited. I don't know how you can get excited over that. I will say this about him. He's had a damn good preseason, but again, it's preseason. The Broncos have rolled through preseason. And I've told other people, their roster is actually, I, in my opinion, it's better than the Chargers. It is. I mean, look at those offensive skill positions. Javante Williams is going to be a stud at running back. You're going to get to know his name by the end of the year. Came from North Carolina. He went to the University of North Carolina. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton at the wide receivers, Noah Fan at wide receiver at tight end. That is a good offense. We'll just see if Vic Fangio can screw it up because the head coach can screw it up. But he's got Pat Shermer back that he's kind of turned the offense over for the last couple of years. It's Denver's fifth starting quarterback in week one in five straight years. Next year's probably gonna be Aaron Rodgers. So six quarterbacks in six straight years. That's not how you build continuity. That's not how you do it at all. And I keep seeing these teams, and yeah, the Broncos, okay, they look good in preseason. I like the roster. Still going to finish four or five games behind the Chiefs. I think it's a battle for second place between them and the Chargers. And then the Raiders fans will say they deserve to be in the mix too. And I love all these teams, but again, I think they have the wrong mindset. The mindset should be beating the Chiefs. A number one, that should be their mindset. The Raiders, 8-2 and two in the last 10 against the Chiefs. And I know they won that game at Arrowhead, and they circled around the stadium. 11-2, the Chiefs are in the last 13 against the Raiders. Supposed to be a rival. Versus Chargers. Chiefs are 8-2 and two in the last 10 against the Chargers. 12-2 and two in the last 14. Of course, Chiefs played a GV squad against the Chargers, or this would even be a better number than it already is. Denver, once our big rival, Chiefs Broncos, get set for it. Get ready for it. Chiefs won 11 in a row against Denver. That's a lot. That's a lot. It goes back to November 15th of 2015. Peyton Manning was the quarterback. Peyton Manning just went in the Hall of Fame. So he's already been retired and in the Hall of Fame. That's since the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Again, focus on beating Patrick Mahomes. That's what the Bills are doing. That's what the Browns are doing. I can't say the Ravens are 100% doing it because they traded Orlando Brown, the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Chiefs have, have taken that place of the New England Patriots, the team you got to knock off. New England was sitting right there. And when you look at other teams' moves, like the Chiefs, we got to figure out a way to beat this team. They bring in Spags, the Patriot killer. It worked. They won a Super Bowl. Now it's the Chiefs should be public enemy number one. They're the Super Bowl favorite. Again, look at these numbers in the division. Nobody can beat this team. Andy Reid, 31-5 and five against this division since 2015. That is ownership. That is complete and total ownership, what Andy Reid has over this division. But again, what are you doing here? We got two defensive coordinators. This is how worried teams are. Vic Fangio in Denver, Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Two defensive coordinators as head coaches in this division. These teams zig, but everybody else zagged. Everybody else went offense, putting the grid offense on. These guys went defense. Okay, we got to try to find a way to stop the Chiefs. Well, good luck with that because the defense is much better. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on that field much, much more. We talk to Maurice Jones-Drew from NFL Network coming up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Analyst from NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at M at J at D M M J D. 8,167 yards rushing, three time All Pro and Pro Bowl, but All Pro as well. And a former All American, over 70 touchdowns in the National Football League, both rushing and receiving. What's up, Maurice? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You accomplished quite a bit as an all around back, man. That, that All Pro stuff sticks out. You're twice first team. One second team. I, mean, I know you made Pro Bowls, but that all pro that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, a lot of people they don't they don't talk about the all pro stuff as much. <laughs> but it was it was it was fun being named as one of is the best back in the National Football League for a couple of years it was really exciting. Maurice is gonna talk to you about the, the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously in the National Football League, but you know, one of the stories, you know, just following on Twitter, you were down there in Jacksonville and you were talking to Travis Etienne and Man, what a blow that was to that backfield. I was looking at that Jags backfield. You look at with some of these other, you know, backfields like like in Cleveland with Los Angeles. That was something that Trevor Lawrence really to help him before that injury. Yeah, you know what? And I think they'll continue to try to do that. I know Travis Etienne was a big blow with the Liz Frank injury, but they're gonna they, they still have James Robinson who has a thousand thousand yards. Carlos Hyde, who's been a really good back uh, in this league, and I'm sure they'll go and grab another person as well because they do want to run the ball to help out their quarterback and helping his development. What do you think in the Kansas City situation? I know we talked last year, Maurice, when um, about uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because, you know, there there was some com- comparisons uh, to you when, when people like to make comparisons. I like to l- let them see them play before you start diving right. into comparisons. But, you know, year two, you know, everybody's talking about the new offensive line in Kansas City, which is going to be great. It's going to help Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and all that. But it's also going to help the running game as well. It seems like the Chiefs, listening to the enemy, they really want to be concentrating on the run. Just kind of, what do you think bringing in a new offensive line? How much that would help a guy like Clyde? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing was um, there was a couple times during the season last year where uh, the Chiefs were inside the five yard line. They had to throw yep. the ball. They had to be creative to throw the ball. They couldn't get a yard, right? And that and that's something as a guy who played for Eric Bieniemy, as a guy who played for uh, your offensive line coach. Uh, Coach Heck, mm-hmm. and as a guy that's ran the ball in the league, like you should be able to get a yard. And so there was something they wanted to do that they they wanted to address. You had some injuries on that offensive line as well. And so as you can see, when they drafted uh, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, he's a run guy. He could pass block and roll. He's an all around player, but he's a really good run blocker from the center position. You go and trade for your left tackle out of Baltimore, um, who's a run a mauler, right? Um, and so for me, they, they, they built this lineup. Joe Tooney is another guy. They built this lineup. Trey Smith out of Tennessee. All these guys, you went, you saw the uh, Chiefs go and get. Those guys that can run block as well as pass block. How much and so they yeah. want to be more balanced. Yeah, that's what they're, what they're looking for. Maurice, when you played, the linemen always tell you they like the run block. I mean, they take satisfaction, you know, getting the running back. to You were an NFL rushing leader one year in 2011, more yards than anybody else. But – what kind of pride do these offensive line take in run blocking? We all know, you know, you pass block for Patrick Mahomes, but it seems inherently a lot of linemen love to flatten people for the running game. Well, first of all, it's easier, right? You're going forward and not backwards. Um, I think if you just look at it, offensive linemen have probably the toughest position because you have to kick, kick step and protect the guy, uh, hoping that he's at his spot, where a guy is probably more athletic than you is coming forward, right? So they have probably the toughest position on the field. So we can get – our line to go forward and, and use our, our technique and our, our weight and our strength and push guys off the ball, it'll slow them down as they pass us because now we can play action pass and do a little bit more um, down the field type of type of routes instead of passer kind of holding the ball and scrambling around and then getting the guys down the field, you know? Um, and, and to be honest with you, it breaks the will of a defense, of a team, if you can run the ball on them. If you look at what the Cleveland Browns are doing, they were able to turn around their program literally in two years one, because they had a ton of draft picks from, or 
I say like three to four years. They got a ton of draft picks from the Sashi Brown era. Um, then the other GM comes in who was in Kansas City, brings in all these players, and then you bring in a coach who wants to run the ball and brings in a culture, and all of a sudden they're one of the top teams in the AFC within a four-year span. And so to me it's about, it's about those guys really um, breaking the will of the teams the way they run the ball. So when you look at the Chiefs, they want to go back and they want to break the will of a defense and of a team by running the ball down their throat and still having that threat of Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball in the field. Now, don't get me wrong. When you pay a guy half a billion dollars, you're going to throw the ball. Let's be honest. They're going to throw the ball, but they also want to be able to run the ball and get first downs and score touchdowns inside the five. You know what, Maurice? Uh, we're talking to Maurice Jones-Drew from NFL Network. And, Maurice, when you look at the offensive line, you know, there's Tooney and Orlando Brown on one side, but they're starting three rookies, rookie center, rookie right guard, rookie right tackle. In the history of the NFL, it's kind of unprecedented, you know, for a team that's gone the back-to-back Super Bowls to flip the offensive line. But, you know, just watching these guys up at training camp, their mentality, you mentioned you played for Andy Heck. You know down deep that if they weren't ready and they they were just playing like rookies, they would not be protecting Patrick Mahomes. Andy Heck would not be playing them on the offensive line. So a little bit of comfort there for Kansas City fans, right, that they're not going to put guys out there to play that aren't ready to protect a half-billion-dollar quarterback. Oh, no. I, I mean, that's a decision that that goes from the bottom to the top, right? That that mm-hmm. goes through Eric Bieniemy, that goes through Andy Reid, that goes through your GM, and it goes through your owner, right? So that's a, that's a decision that is – you know, we feel comfortable. This is how these guys are looking. This is how they're playing. We're excited about what they're doing, and this is what we're going to do. Um, and then those guys have to continue to play and get better. Um, I, I truly believe that, you know, they, I trust and believe in Eric Bieniemy. I trust and believe in Andy Heck, and I trust and believe in Andy Reid. And I think those three alone, if they agree with that, then as, for what they've done with this Chiefs team to get them over the hump and get those guys rolling, you have to, we all have to trust, right, to be, go, to be able to go to three AFC championships and two, and two Super Bowls in, in a three-year span is unheard of. So um, you, you trust what they do, and you just hope that those rookies are ready to go, and I think they will be. Um, I believe that, you know, again, they, they still have those weapons on the outside if they need to get the ball out quick, but they'll, design, they'll have plays designed ready to go. And so for me, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how everyone's utilized. I'm excited to see what this, offense, this new vamp offensive line looks like because it has so much promise that it can be really good I can't wait to see what, what they, they do this year. Maurice, you were at uh, UCLA 03 through 05, same time as Eric Bieniemy. Um, any funny stories early on the line from Eric Bieniemy? We all <laughs> think he should be a head coach. We all know he should be a head coach. He will be a head coach, but he's also the best talker out of the bunch. Oh, listen, he, he, uh, EB is a, a great dude. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, he's a leader of men, uh, especially to get a young kid like me who was – like crazy at 18, but to get me to focus not only on football, but on my schoolwork and being a better person. Um, you know, he, his, his style of coaching may not fit for everyone, but you respect them. And then to me, that's the most important thing as a coach. You have to have to earn the respect of your players. You may not have to like me as a coach. You may not have to, you know, go, go, go to dinner with me, but you're going to respect me. And he, he, he doesn't have to command. He doesn't command it with his mouth. He commands with his presence and how he goes about his day and his work every day. We were the most prepared group uh, every week. We knew everything the other team was going to do. And if you look at his track record, everywhere he's gone, he's had success in those positions and when he's calling the plays. And so for me, I'm 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 excited for him this year. I think he'll definitely get a job. Um, if he doesn't, you know, which to me again, this is baffling to me that the Chiefs can go to two Super Bowls and three FC championships and still bring the same offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, and defensive coordinator back. <laughs> right? That crazy. never happens. So um, if that's the case, Kansas City will keep rolling on, as they always do, right? And, and these yeah. teams will keep losing because they, they, they're not picking from the team that has the, the best coaches and the best staff. Yeah, I, it still baffles me. You know, you have a guy in like the enemy that's been here since day one of Patrick Mahomes. He's been here since day one of Andy Reid in Kansas yeah. City. And he knows everything. Like, Patrick Mahomes is a threat, is a thorn to the AFC. This guy knows Patrick Mahomes inside now and his offensive coordinator. You know, he's been here every step of the way, so it's still baffling to me why people don't take that chance. Uh, Maurice, I saw your article, 10, your top 10 under the age of 25. I, I like Chase Young a lot. You have him at number 10. He, by the way, commented on Chiefs tackle Lucas Neang back in college, saying he was the best tackle he faced when Ohio State met up with TCU. But some of the young quarterbacks on here, like Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you have Deshaun Watson on here as well. 
you look back at these quarterbacks, you know, in the 80s, you had Marino, Elway, and, and Jim Kelly. Then, of course, it transitioned to Kurt Warner and, and Manning and, and Brady and Breeze. And now the young guns like Mahomes. Who's going to be in that category? Who are we going to look back on in 15, 20 years? Who's going to be right there with Mahomes? You know, challenging. So we're in January having fun playoff matches. Is it Josh Allen? Uh, do you like Baker? Uh, Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson didn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Is it going to be Lamar Jackson? Who's going to be those quarterbacks that we're talking about like those others? Well, I think, you know, obviously Deshaun has his off-the-field issues, but we saw that wild playoff game already, right, yep. the Texans versus the Chiefs, where the, the Chiefs came back from 24 unanswered, right? It was fun. Where they scored 31 unanswered. Like, those are, like, I think Deshaun, that's why I have him right there. I think Josh Allen and the Bills will be there. Uh, Lamar and Baltimore will always be there because Lamar is such a dynamic player with the ball in his hands. Um, and to me, I mean, Baker may be there. Baker is, I don't think he's as dynamic as, uh, these other guys throwing the ball, but he's a terrific leader and he's a, he does, he does a really good job for his team and their scheme. Um, when you look at some of these other guys, Kyler Murray may come in there okay. soon. Um, I mean, there's a lot of young, talented guys and there's more coming out of college as well, which is crazy to me. Right. And so it's going to be, a, again, you know, some people say the, the position of quarterback is starting to get watered down because there's so many good ones. And so uh, it's going to be exciting. Ryan Tannehill, because of the new weapons, the way he's been playing over the last couple of years, he doesn't get enough credit for how he's played. Um, and so there, there, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are coming along. Maybe Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy, you know, with the team that he has. So it, it's going to be a lot. But to me, your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, is still the cream of the crop, still the gold standard at that position. Everybody's trying to find them. One of those guys. Well, it's going to be fun with Burrow and Lawrence. And I personally like Justin Fields. I think he's going to end up when he gets his time. He's, he's going to prove a lot of teams wrong. The four teams that passed on him there in the draft for a quarterback when they could have gotten Fields. So the sky's the limit. All right, final question for you, Maurice. Talking to Maurice Jones-Drew, NFL Network analyst. Follow him on Twitter, at MJD. Maurice, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, we, we always talk about it here in Kansas City. Like, who do you consider on that bubble is the biggest threat? Like, we used to look at New England. Like, New England was that team the Chiefs had to get over that hurdle. But is, is, is it Baltimore? Is it Cleveland? Is it the Buffalo Bills? Uh, the Indianapolis Colts? Can they make a – you know, can they, you know, put a statement forward that offensive line minus Costanzo? Who do you consider, I guess, the two or three teams as real challengers to the Chiefs in the AFC? Uh, I mean, to me, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Buffalo Bills. Those are the tough teams. And the Colts, the Colts play the Chiefs tough every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on who their quarterback is going to be. Can he stay healthy? But if you look at it, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, you meet them in the AFC Championship game. They had a good lead on you. You come back. Um, the Cleveland Browns took you to the wire. Even though Mahomes got hurt, took you to the wire. and They didn't have Odell Beckham Jr. They added a bunch of more pieces to that, that group. Um, and then you look at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, to me <laughs> – I even I, I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think they're, they're still they have to figure out their offense first throughout the season. They may be a team, but Baltimore is always tough to defend. Always tough to defend because of Lamar Jackson and what they have to do. And they've added some pieces on the on the receiving core. Obviously, Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman, who's a little banged up right now, but he'll be back during the season. Um, they they have weapons, and then defensively they find a way. And so. Uh, they they find a way to try to affect your quarterback. That was one of the big game the last couple of years was the Chiefs and the Ravens going at it, right? Um, that's always been a big game. And so I think it'll be another big one this season as well. Still shocked they traded the Chiefs Orlando Brown. I'm still <laughs> shocked. They, that's the piece the Chiefs needed, man. They went ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing the Chiefs needed. But the Vikings and the Chiefs on NFL Network uh, this week at 7 o'clock this Friday at Arrowhead Stadium. You can catch that over, over on NFL Networks where Maurice Drones Drew is an analyst. Maurice, always enjoy your insight. Always enjoy the, uh, your, your input on NFL Network and some of the columns you have on NFL.com. Much appreciated, my friend. No problem at all. There we go. Got a text thanks to Maurice Jones Drew from Denver. Listen to 104.3 The Fan out in Denver. They think they have the corners, evidently, to shut down the Chiefs. That plus Nick Bromberg coming up. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Yeah, this text I got from Denver says, Bank listening to you on the radio and 104.3, the fan in Denver. 
they think they have the corners to shut down the Chiefs. Uh, again, they better have a pass rush too, which they do. It's the first time in three years that Chubb and Von Miller have rushed together. Again, they haven't beaten the Chiefs in 11 games. I'm from the show me state. Show me you can beat the Chiefs before they talk. I mean, they should be concerned. They should be concerned the biggest rival keeps kicking them every single year. They made their decision to go forward with Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater gets now their fifth starting quarterback in five years to open a season. That's not continuity. I mean, I like the roster. I like the makeup. I actually like it better than the Chargers, to be honest with you. But head coaching, still a lot of question marks about Vic Fangio regarding the Denver Broncos. We'll get into much more of that uh, later. But uh, beat the Chiefs and then, I guess, do the talking. Once you do, then you can start to talk a little bit. Another one talking about Baker Mayfield. Well, again, he's 0-2 against Mahomes, beat him first, and then we'll discuss because Mahomes just been rolling these quarterbacks like Josh Allen. Got more MVP votes last year than Patrick Mahomes. He's 0-2 last season, lost in, in, in uh, New York, lost to Kansas City in the title game against Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. Again, when one of these young guns wants to come on and beat the Chiefs, then you can talk, but right now, I mean, he's on a pedestal, and you got to beat him. And you got to beat Andy Reid. Andy Reid is 19 and 5 in September since head coach of the Chiefs. Mahomes is 10 and 0 in September. The Browns have not won a first game since 2005. I mean, there's a lot of issues working here, but I do like the makeup of that team. And I think they have taken a step forward as the Browns. We'll get into that much more later. But coming up next, Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports talking all things college football, including what happens to the Big 12. We discuss that next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 